Hey everybody, it's your host, Dr. Dana Martin, and here we are at the Sith Dominion Podcast. And tonight we have, as starting to really be regular, thank you for coming back at Cam. Cam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here as always. What did you do last week with your uh, time off from TSD? Uh, honestly, I've been trying to 100% Jedi Survivor on the PS5, and uh, we went and had some friends' Christmases. This past weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which was cool. Um, trying to establish our own kind of like traditions with friends, like outside of family. So that's been that was cool. And um, other than that, just not a whole lot. Awesome. And Christmas uh, shopping. So Christmas shopping is always fun. I find that I don't like going out though. If I can find it online and get it shipped to me, and then I'll ship it to them. Like, yeah, I don't want to go to Walmart. I don't want to go to the mall we made it to the very end we were about 95 percent done just had to unfortunately go into a couple stores <laughs> for the last the last bit but it's, it's all good we're done completely everything's wrapped thanks oh, to my yeah. lovely wife so um we're, we had 12 days till uh till christmas eve yeah shoot less than <laughs> coming up quick i gotta hurry uh my daughter who sometimes pops in and watches uh i'll get it wrapped and sent i promise <laughs> uh, i was at uh, i was out of town last week in in california it was really awesome uh, i thought i might do a live on tiktok and i did not because i was exhausted um and then got delayed the flights back and was i even gonna make it home and so you you get up at for me it was 4 a.m to get to California, uh, 4 a.m. I get on a plane here. I fly to Dallas and then I fly to San Diego, get into Carlsbad and it's like 2 p.m. I have the whole day still. So I go into the office. I work about six o'clock. I'm like, why am I tired? Well, because it's eight o'clock and you've been up since whatever 4 a.m well but really you've been up since 2 a.m this time and yeah i slept nine hours that night it was glorious oh man i was i didn't have my cpap with me though so i could have died um no it was a great trip i love uh visiting california i've said that before nothing against californians uh just i prefer my texas so i wonder if People are able to see us because we have zero viewers. I'm assuming Josiah would have let us know our super fan. Egypt. Yeah. So this was all kind of wonky. Uh, I did not have time to set this up. So Darth Zane, David, uh, jumped in and, and set it up. So I hope it's gold. I hope it's golden. Oh, we got one viewer. So yeah. Uh my wife should be watching. Oh, you. it just popped up just now on Facebook. So it looks like it's just a little slow getting out. No worries. So uh, had a had a good time with Zane uh, this this weekend. He came down. We went to uh, Santa's Wonderland. And have oh, you, nice. have you been to Santa's Wonderland? We have been multiple times. And we when we were driving to uh, Katie on Saturday, we drove past and we were like. Glad I wasn't there this year. <laughs> oh, goodness. well, yeah, we went. I didn't. So apparently on the calendar, when you go to look for what day to go, it has like blizzard or whatever for the day. If it's a 
bad day. And then it's yeah. light flurries if it's a light day. I just, my son, you know, Zane's like, hey, I want to go. This is when we're coming in. I got the ticket, whatever. And yeah, like an hour just to get into Santa's Wonderland, like standing in line to get into Santa's Wonderland. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, we did not get to do the hayride, which is the best part of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we'll do it again in the middle of the week. You know, that's what college, they get out. They don't do anything for a month. I miss those times, but I worked, so it was kind of, I was kind of there. Yeah, I always worked over the holiday, uh, always. I was in retail for a while at Shepler's, if you're familiar with that Western store. The problem with that, when you come from West Texas and now you're in Austin and you're working in a Western store and now you have some cash, what do you end up doing with the cash but spending it all in the Western store with your discount? <laughs> so I didn't really do myself any favors. Uh, did you work retail or or? I worked, re I worked retail for a while. Um, I worked at the uh, bowling alley in town, hmm. if you're familiar with that. And then I went and worked at the university. Um, my into my sophomore year to for three years. So when I when I went to the university, it was much better for my class and social life and everything. So yeah. then when I graduated, I was in retail a little bit in the bank, and then just kind of morphed in the you are not retail side anymore which has been <laughs> thankfully I, I i enjoyed my time i learned a lot of good customer service and ha hats off to all the retail workers because heck yeah especially this time of year <sighs> oh yeah i don't envy them at all mm -mm, not a bit so speaking of this time of year tomorrow night uh for all of you out there listening right now and that we'll pick it up on the podcast tomorrow um, we are having a GNN holiday special and the GNN holiday special takes, uh, the hosts like David and myself and Cam from Cam and focus <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. And takes all of us and puts us in a holiday situation. And we're going to talk about holiday movies that aren't holiday movies, um, we may try to do some knockout rounds and, and voting and see what we can do with that. Who knows what's going to happen? Hilarity ensues. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe the girl goes off with the prince. I mean, that's the Hallmark version. So uh, tomorrow night, the holiday special, GNN holiday special, 830 Central. It will be on YouTube live. Any questions? Good. I don't know about guests, Cam, how all that might work if you're available. Are you available if we bring on those guests as well? Yeah, I mean, you can just shoot me a text and I can be available if you need me to. You got it, man. Uh, so that moves us into some more news. So some news broke today about uh, E3 uh, no longer existing, happening. Uh, they're done. And uh, we were going to cover it, I think, in GNN, but it really over the last few years has lost so much sizzle. It just isn't really, I think, worth covering. But we'll talk about it in the show today because there are some things that are very interconnected in, in how we grew up. And as we were talking in pre-production here right before the show, that, you know, they, these things like E3 were super impactful to us growing up and being exposed to this huge community of uh, awesome developers and artists and people and vocal actors and and whatever, whatever, all coming down on these 
big video games or these new platforms, and here comes the Xbox. Oh, I'm out of breath. So take over, Cam. How was that growing up, uh, E3? What was all that to you? It was, I mean, it was a big part of how I learned a lot of things, like, in gaming. I mean, I was, I've been a big gamer forever, and, I mean, it's sad to see certain things that, I mean, you grew up, you grew up on pre-social media era where, like, today, apparently Insomniac's got hackers that want to leak the Wolverine game. Like, you just, like, back in the day, it was so much... There was less leaks, and you just learned everything. Like when it came out, or trailers came out on YouTube and other big events. And I mean, it's it's sad to see kind of the gaming world kind of taking such a huge hit like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking before about there was a channel that I used to watch just like right at the tail end when I was in college and, and started out um, called G Four, and they would do this incredible coverage of it. Uh, there's some, uh, was it Olivia, Olivia Munn came from the, no, somebody came from, from there. That's a huge act actress now, uh, came from that show as well, but, uh, or from that channel. But I mean, it would just sit 24 hours cause they would run the replays at night and I worked during the day. So I get to see at night, uh, watch everything that happened the previous day. And at the time I was working for Dell. And so there was always the. You know, ooh, ooh, are they going to use this processor in the Sony, or are they going to, you know, all these just yeah. geeky, nerdy things, and that's when those things were revealed. And now, uh, they have their own parties, right? Yeah, I mean, you know about it before it even comes out. Like, I mean, it's just kind of modern day journalism combined with social media. It's hard to keep things under wraps. And I think the cool thing about E3 that I know we had mentioned before, like cons are becoming more popular, but like E3, like you just didn't get like, I don't think there's going to be as big of gaming events where like every big name mm-hmm. is at one singular event. You know what I mean? And it's kind of sad that gaming's taking that big hit. I mean, it all started because of COVID and yeah. other things behind the scenes that who knows more will come out, but. The thing about E3 too, uh, above and beyond you know the cons, is that it was a trade show. I mean, it was these developers or these uh, manufacturers getting together, talking. This, this is like the place, the 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 melting pot, to to get us those fantastic games that we all play. Ubisoft. My daughter and I were talking about Ubisoft, and I don't know, I can't remember the name of the game. shoot the point is she was telling me about this new game blah 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 and it's kind of like this mixed with this mixed with that and every one of those games was an ubisoft game <laughs> it's like oh okay so it makes sense it's ubisoft but how do you get to that point e3 you were talking about game informer how, oh yeah i didn't i didn't i wasn't a subscriber but so like what what was that about would you so, get like game codes in there too or uh kind of i mean it was part of like back when before gamestop became the evil empire which could be an episode all within itself um i like it was just one of the pros of like having a the, i think the pro membership i think it was i don't know but i used to love going to gamestop as a kid my gamestop in my hometown was just in the worst parking lot known to mankind had to be in a flood zone don't know how it was able to be established <laughs> and it was just awesome my grandma would take me for early day releases and 
I would beg my cousins when they learned to drive to take me to midnight releases and I'd get it, get the game informer there. I'd get it at home and I would just spend hours just reading it, learning about, you know, new games. Cause I was a big PS2 Xbox 360 kid. And so I was like, you know, with the Xbox PS exclusives and then we, and all of that, it was just so cool to have it all in one magazine you know heck yeah big physical media guy so um i wish something like that was <coughs> excuse me still going on but i can't support gamestop anymore <laughs> the Evo, that's another show on another channel oh it's yeah it's, uh, hey, what's up andrew i uh, andrew. <coughs> it was th- uh shoot i just lost it i got i got sidetracked there uh anyhow so yeah when oh i I find myself in GameStop now, but I'm not looking at games. I'm looking at like pop figures or I've just been introduced to the uh, Gundam builds, like where you can build the Gundam together or whatever. Like those are super cool and they're kind of, you know, five inches. They're not super big. And man, so I find myself now going in for a totally different reason, but still within geekdom, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, GameStop has the new Captain Rex, and I think it's Krell, right? The Jedi that didn't have respect for clones in the Clone Wars. They've got some big dual pop event coming. I think it's only in GameStop, but it's Captain Rex, so it'll probably sell out before. Is it the big big pop diorama one? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's it's like the horizontal one. Um, okay, it's, gotcha. a, it's, a, it's a good size, probably like 30, 30, 35 bucks, probably. So, but I think GameStop that's a GameStop exclusive. So, I may be going to try to check that out if it hasn't already come out. So, GameStop, oh, I spent a lot of money in GameStop, I did a lot of trade ins in GameStop. Uh, I think that was one of the coolest things that, that for a college kid was trading in your get like I don't play this stupid game no more and oh you're giving me eight bucks for it sweet and <laughs> that pays for like a tenth of my new game but hey GameStop was- went downhill when because you used to be able to take your consoles in for trade in and they would pull it up on the middle tiny screen reset it for you give you pretty good customer service and it all went downhill when they stopped doing that. Among other reasons, of course, but it's like small, small little stuff like that. And I'm like, come on, dude, like this 10 year old whose mom is making him trade in his PlayStation doesn't know how to reset his PlayStation. Just reset it for him, you know, and it's just. Yeah, we've had a couple employees that came from uh, GameStop and their experience was, yeah, we're, we're getting out of there. Oh, that would totally suck. We there's a uh, we have other things I think in our town too, like Game Exchange. That's a pretty big one, uh, at least around here. Yeah. But yeah, and I Not think that the less media that we have, I think that's why you're seeing more of the the figures or or other collectibles in those stores because there's no <sighs> they're losing the game market, the hard media market. Is it the the new Xbox doesn't even come with a disc reader at all? So you can get like a smaller, not as powerful version without a disc. Um, I think Best Buy in end of Q1 of next year isn't going to sell any physical. Um, can't remember if it's DVDs and movies or if it's actual video games, but they're going to 
stopped going away with physical media, which is its own kind of issue within itself because PlayStation at the end of this year, um, they're losing certain licenses to stream movies. And for mm-hmm. people that have bought, because I mean, PlayStation and Xbox always have crazy deals for movies because uh, it's very rare people buy you know, the movies on there, but they're losing licenses. And so they're just going away from the store. And like, even if you quote unquote bought the film, you only bought the rights to stream it on that platform. You don't actually own the film. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they're, it's kind of went swept under the rug. Cause I doubt it's like super big, like the Oppenheimer and those type of films, but there's just, when you buy films on these streaming services, which I'm guilty of, I mean, if they sadly lose the license to stream them, you don't get to, you don't actually own them. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just seems we're moving more and more to the, we're not going to have anything. <laughs> I'm not going to own anything. We'll have the computer, but you know, uh, my Alienware doesn't have a disc drive and I've got USB ports that I can plug things drives into or card readers into doing some photography and stuff, but no, otherwise it's just straight up just a box now that with a super high loud fan but it needs to be i guess yeah, uh, i got, no, I got cool. six of them and it's just when it's humming it's humming but no disc drive so yeah um that's uh you know movies video games and and the platforms now that spread to your your phone uh the complexities of some of these f- games now on the phones even are i uh, that's a whole nother show i guess just freaking crazy man support physical media and support your local comic support shop if you have, one, com- area. Yes, if you have one in your area uh check out uh my list of articles on gnn i did a uh write-up on our local bcs comic store uh bcs books and comics and interviewed uh the owner shoot i'm gonna get in trouble i don't remember her name uh and then someone i worked with was like man i used to go to that store man i went back in there after your like just to kind of reminisce you know and uh, i used to get my comic there and yeah it's cool now actually yeah he was on the show uh like the first episode or second episode matt um yeah we'll move along so uh 20 minutes in i think it's safe to go ahead and start talking about what we're going to talk about tonight um unless you had any other news that you need to pop on me because I, that was all the news I had. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about who thinks he's the greatest Dark Lord of the Sith of all time. Uh, yeah, uh, and he's. I would say he's definitely top five in my book. Um, oh. I had a hard. Oh yeah, top uh, five. Top five. Top five. But he he was not okay. So Exar Kun, if you don't know. Uh, Sith Lord from way back, uh, like 4,000 whatever uh, prior to uh, BBY. Yeah. And so when you're looking at, you know, 1,000 years, 2,000 years, and all of a sudden someone resurfaces, not like Palpatine, like someone resurfaces in spirit form, it's it's kind of kind of interesting. And that's was my introduction to Exar Kun was his... Uh, longevity and being able to start to trap Luke. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit as well. But yes, top five, because mm, like Revan, not as good as Revan, uh, um, in my opinion, amazing swordsman. He invented the dual lightsaber. Yes, 
Sarkoon invented the <laughs> dual lightsaber. It wasn't Darth Maul? No. <laughs> oh, he's a, it's so cool. Uh, yeah, no. Unfortunately for Maul. No, fortunately for Maul, it was built before him. I don't think he had the technical savvy to, you know, whatever. I know he made legs, but I think those little spider things helped him make his legs. So let's get. Oh god, that episode is just. <laughs> oh gosh. But uh, so as a swordsman, like he was nearly unmatched. Like the entire Jedi Order knew. Like he was amazing as a Jedi. Um, and then his quest for knowledge, as as most good Sith do, uh, he opened up and learned to do things that no one had ever learned to do. Uh, Sith Rage, that was uh, one of the, Force Rage was one of his uh, skills that he pretty much made. Uh, there was a point where he was taking uh, what you call it? Not younglings, but uh, uh, Padwans from the uh, Jedi Temple and had coerced them, co influenced them, got them to come along with him, and there he had a Sith Amulet and he kind of shattered the Sith amulet at them to where the, the bits of the amulet embedded in them. And then the spirits that were contained within said amulet inherited those bodies of sorts and provided him a new army. Like, I know that was a lot, but man. So that's why, in my opinion, he's he's a top five. He he was he was just sick, man. Would you There's say that he fell to the dark side, or would you say that he was more um, intrigued and just kind of naturally in like the grand scheme of things just let himself, you know, fall in a sense? Or I, I don't know. I think that the when I said just well, like there's one more bit, and that yeah, bit yeah. is is that no great. Yeah. I appreciate you, uh, alley oop there. Uh, it's, it's that point of he, he thought he could learn without, he denied who his true self was. His true yeah. self was, there was a darkness there. There was a taint there that he had within him that he needed to get out, but he would just keep inside in moments. He would, these little fits would come out and he'd have to rein it in. And his, uh, uh, Jedi master was, you know, implicit, like, dude, you are explicit. You've got to stop doing this. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, no, he didn't fall. I think he was easing his toe in and then all at once realized, oh, this this is who I am and I'm just not going to deny it. And he kind of had to survive, too, I guess, from what I read up on, too. So, yeah, he is a survivor. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, Darcy? <laughs> Hello, Darcy. It's not letting me respond to you in chat. I was trying to. Text, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, somehow XR Kuhn returned. So he fed off of uh, the life force. So the, the reason that this show is called Twas the Night Before Yavin 4, I have a theory that there's, and there's no, nothing to back this up. And maybe I'm just romanticizing Yavin 4 because of the. Um, they they revisited Yevon Four in the book series, uh, the X Wings book series, and that's now Legends. And I think it was in that that series. So they go back and they're touring this old temple, which was Xar Kun's temple. Like they had, that's where they built their the rebel base. What? Like yeah. 
So they're revisiting the temple and you see etched uh, Porkins and uh, whatever, all the different pilots etched their names. Like that was their bunk. That's where they slept the night before. Um, Luke uh, in his presence and the presence of, of more force wielders, force sensitive people um, is what kind of stirred him. And he had the ability to kind of sustain his life by withdrawing off of their life force. Um, but ultimately he needed, he needed a body body and there was no way he was going to get a body body unless he was going to be able to get into the force user, such as Luke Skywalker, the greatest of all time. Yeah. I, <laughs> So I got to pull this. I you I want you to talk about this because I want to share it. It's a it's a I actually do really like this. So uh, give me a second here. All right. Uh, kind of like you said in the pre-show. Imagine you survive, preserve your spirit for thousands of years, and the one force wielder you run into when you awaken is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Who is is one of the greats of all time he's top he's top three but he's not two or three for sure who's well who's your top two hmm? who's your top two it'd be luke and then i mean i would say if we're head canony here full potential anakin probably mm. but i would also say that um i mean Maybe, maybe Yoda, maybe Revan. I don't know. I'm I'm a Luke fanboy. I can't I can't deny it. So he's Fair. kind of he he's 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 the bar, and everyone else is just kind of kind of beneath him. I'm trying to zoom into the bottom here. You can't see it. Oh my gosh! It's not gonna. I don't understand. Like it's the best part of the whole thing. I know it's so good. I'm just terrible. <laughs> so it says, think of yourself as a door. The wider you open, the more easily the force flows through you. Some people just start out with their door a bit more open, but any door can open wide. And Cam shared this with me, and I'm, I I love Luke Skywalker. I just I just he got a lot of hype behind him, and I just don't know him. So. But and but I that was. That was like mm, perfect. <laughs> it was uh, so good. Such a great explanation of the force and overall kind of why I feel like the Sith kind of uh, fall per se because they see, I think in the overall grand scheme of things, I always felt like there cannot be light without the dark. Right. And I feel like the force itself knows that, right? And I feel like some, I mean, Kind of like Palpatine told Anakin, like some people just can't. I feel like the Jedi have a pretty narrow, narrow view of the Force, and mm. I think it's. I know in Legends that Luke kind of encourages some of his students to kind of give in to pull on some facets of the dark side. I don't know all about it. That's just mm -hmm. kind of what I've heard through YouTube and stuff. But I'm interested to see as I read more of the books, kind of how he manages that. Um, I think I think there's one I know we're getting super off topic here my bad no, but no. I know I know like there's 
some things that happened where I can't remember her name, but um, Luke has this. It's with Darth Cadus and all of that, mm-hmm. where Cadus actually murdered, I think, Luke's son, possibly, but he thought it was the girl. And I think there's mm-hmm. just one of the facets of moments where Luke actually gives in to anger, i.e., the dark side. And I, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's so much more of a reasonable view of the force but that's just another episode and all of that but yeah i no, yeah and you're you're absolutely right it is a whole nother episode and i do talk a lot about it <clears throat> pardon me on my tiktoks uh because it is uh something that i find interesting and no i don't hate on the jedi that's not i just want people to understand that the in order to uh you have to have balance. I think I, I I prefer the Sith outlook. I prefer Mr. Miyagi. He's not saying just light, just dark. Mr. Miyagi says you have to have balance in all aspects of your life. Um, and so if you're not going to listen to me, and you're not going to listen to Sith, <laughs> listen to Mr. Miyagi. I mean, come on, Daniel LaRusso. He was amazing. Um, Sith are so much more relatable. And I feel like we are all kind of naive if we think that if we weren't in this world... Um, and even our, honestly, even in our current world, we quote unquote have feelings of anger, resentment in our everyday lives. And that is kind of in the grand scheme of things what force wielders have to deal with as well. So, I mean, how many times do you walk through uh, a grocery store sliding glass door and use your hand to open it? All the time. There's honestly the even time. sometimes where I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just like, just like holding out my hand like this, like, what if it happens? What if it happens? You know, <laughs> I'm just like, what? like, 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 imagine, imagine it happens. No one's going to believe me because I'm never going to be able to do it again, but imagine. So, yeah. And tell me, you have not tried to force choke someone or well, use your uh, Jedi mind trick. Just like you just know. <laughs> we had the, you remember the lightsabers back in the day when, from Walmart and you had to like throw them out for them to extend and all I, that. My cousins had all me and my cousins had all those and we would we'd have our own duels on Mustafar and the on the hay bells at the farm and on the ground and would one of us would force push and we'd oh you know what I mean and yeah oh yeah if I'm all in. So so taking that like as kids, right? Someone always pretends they're the bad guy, pretends they're the good guy, and there's the battle ensues. And that's kind of how we're, we're taught growing up to understand that there are good people and there are bad people. And I'm of the opinion, and I have nothing to back this up, that is not what my doctorate is in. It is in organizational leadership, not good people, bad people. So it's just my opinion now that that disclaimer has been said. Oh, thank you, Andrew. That's awesome. <laughs> just, I lost it. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna let, leave y'all hang for a second. Um, I don't. I don't feel that 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 the the Jedi fully represent a human, and I don't feel the Sith do either. I just feel the Sith more firmly align with who we are. If given the opportunity and the power. Honestly, honestly, look at yourself. Think about your decision making, the things that you think that you think no one else knows you think. Do you honestly believe you would be able to handle the amount of power that a Sith could wield? Go, Cam. 
No, and I don't think they can. I mean, <laughs> no. the greatest, the greatest of them all, Palpatine, in terms of charts and all of that. I mean, even he couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? And he probably no. handled it the best out of anybody who could. And I mean, probably Revan too. But there's several mind wipes and things that go on with all sure, that. Sure. But, but I feel like, um, no. I mean, and I think that's the point of the dark side. I think when George talked about the dark side, I think that's the that's the whole point. Yes, they're relatable. Yes, all of us in the chat, all of us that are a part of this uh, universe of stuff, we would all fall to the dark side, I feel like, and or would lean mostly towards that, hmm. you know? And... I don't necessarily think that, um, like you said, it's that simple or dark side users are inherently bad people or Jedi's fully represent good people. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like it's just the nature of the dark side. When you fully delve into it, you realize that I can't handle it. And the problem with dark side users is that they find masters who think that, this Jedi who's searching for knowledge, the true nature of the Force, which he can't have without the dark side, thinks that, oh, I'm going... But the Sith just use each other. They just use each other to gain power, influence, longevity. And I think overall, it's... I feel like that's just the whole point. That's why mm -hmm. you have to have the balance as... Yeah, like Andrew yep. said, they they all think they're doing the right thing, and that's the problem. Yep, and uh, we're, we don't do politics on this show, but it is very much the end game is peace, love, harmony, right? It's the pathway to get to that. That's the difference. And uh, when you look at light side, dark side, it's uh, just don't do anything. Just sit there, and everything will be fine, and everything will be happy and roses. And the other side's like, no, go plant and make your own damn roses. We're yeah. not going to sit around and wait for anything to happen. Um, both ends are peace, harmony, whatever, throughout the galaxy. Uh, the means, quite different. Uh, and and, and we've, we've touched on it, and, and it is probably, we probably do need to do a whole show just on this. Uh, but uh, it is that... Um, that curiosity that we are inherently born with and made with uh, that lead ultimately those Jedi down those paths. In the case of Exar Kun's return, that was one of the uh, the ways he was able to get those kind of semi-possess some of Luke's students was with the tempting of more knowledge. And that's how he, he sorry, that's how Palpatine seduced Anakin was by saying this is a power you might could learn don't just look at the dogmatic <laughs> you know side of the jedi open your mind and look at both sides now i'm not i'm not saying you go <laughs> down those paths what i'm saying is we inherently have two sides and if we don't maintain balance one side's going to try to kill the other if you I agree. Uh, so if you're stuck in a situation where you feel like you just got to be uh -huh, happy, then you're burying whatever real feelings you have and you're masking that. Right. But on the other side, if you're just a jerk all the time, uh, you see a little kitten, you're going to kick it 
just because you're angry. It's so dang cute, but it's because of the way it's making you feel on the inside. Like it's both. You can't have an extreme both ways. Um, but if there is an extreme to be had, at least one side or the other, just a little bit, it's got to be sick. You get, you get the best of both worlds. You can have the attachments, um, love for people, and still also tap into all facets of the Force. And I'll, I'll always argue that the Jedi had passion and love for all their students. And sure. That is something that I will probably die on that hill, especially prequel era Jedi. They, you cannot tell me that Yoda did not care for Dooku, and Dooku's fall didn't hurt Yoda or make him feel a certain type of way. You know, absolutely. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm falling to the Sith ten times out of ten <laughs> in the quest for power to knowledge, and I'm not scared to admit it. So yep. So uh, there was something you, you touched on that was really, uh, really cool that I saw as some foreshadowing was uh, Anakin doesn't know how to handle loss and Yoda's response was he will something to that effect. And it had to do with snips and, like way in the beginning of Clone Wars. It may have even been at the end of the Clone Wars movie. I'm not sure. And I don't know if that rings a bell to you or not, but. That would insinuate that the amount of uh, foresight that Yoda uh, had through the Force years down the road that he could see. see and if that's the case, why couldn't he see? Was Palpatine's power that great that he could shroud even Yoda? No, no. So I got a great take for this. Okay. I really, have, I really have a good take for this. And I can't take credit. I saw it on star wars meme but i think it's it's great and i'm gonna try to search search for it while Thank i'm you. talking i think it's i think it's an actual quote from dooku but i could be falling to let's see dooku the dark side misquoting <laughs> yes so hold on i think i found it on reddit oh here it is um it's from a book let's see uh it is some people are saying they believe it is the Book of the Sith, but it is an actual thing. So this says, the Jedi Order's problem is Yoda. No being can wield that kind of power for centuries without becoming complacent at best or corrupt at worst. He has no idea that it's overtaken him. He no longer sees all the little cumulative evils that the Republic tolerates and fosters from slavery to endless wars. And he never asks, why are we not acting to stop this? Live alongside corruption for too long, and you no longer notice the stench. The Jedi cannot help the slaves of Tatooine, but they can help the slave masters. And he's talking to Sidious at this point. So, while well, yes, I do think Sidious's power was enough to shroud most of the order, I feel like when your CEO at the top, right, everything mm -hmm. stops with him. If he's so, well, it's worked for 750 years or however long it had been at that point, like, it's always going to work. You know what I mean? And... I think that quote by Dooku encapsulates the issue with the Jedi of the prequels and kind of the Jedi in general. And um, I think Yoda realized that. Like, when I'm, I mean, we all watch Revenge of the Sith, and when it when we start getting to that third act, and 
there's each moments in the movie where you're like, oh, why'd they tell him that? You know, yeah. when he go when he goes and confides to Yoda, like he's Anakin's doing what he's supposed to do, and he's not being fully honest with Yoda, so it's not all on Yoda, but it's like he's doing what he's supposed to do, but Yoda's like, you know, fear leads to anger. something, anger, yeah. anger leads to hate, hate leads to the Stuff whatever, yeah, and all that, and like. Yes, I feel like Palpatine. I feel like Palpatine's influence was way more on the Senate side of things mm-hmm. versus the actual Order. I feel like the Order was just too naive because of Yoda, and they were like, "Well, we're just gonna follow with whatever our leader's saying." And yeah, I mean, like Andrew's saying, Yoda was just too set in his ways. So, and while you're talking through that, I am reminded of Return of the. No, uh, Empire Strikes Back, where he gets a little like pissy with Luke and pokes him. He's like nine hundred years of training Jedi, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're you're a little fool, full of yourself there. Uh, but I, it didn't click then, and literally not till you went through this about Yoda, where even then he's he's high on himself. Yeah, man, I hate That's- to I hate I hate to say it, but I feel like. That one movie that I don't want to talk about, that is the one scene with Yoda and Luke. I I think that's the if that's the one part Ryan Johnson gets right, I feel like he kind of got and to be fair, I've only seen it one time. I could be kind of misreading with what I remember from six years ago. But I feel like he Yoda finally understood, right? Mm-hmm. And but it was kind of too late. And um but his understanding, and this is the beauty, I think, of, of the force and the force flowing through the universe and through everything and is the uh, ability to learn how to communicate with those past. And, and so Yoda had the ability to impart wisdom once again to Luke yeah. uh, because of that. Qui-Gon leading the way with that. Get it, Qui-Gon? Uh and shout out, shout out to Qui-Gon. Shout out to Qui-Gon. Uh, <laughs> you don't get enough shout outs. Have you seen the, uh, <laughs> the them watching? Uh, it's it's Kenobi and uh, and Qui-Gon, but they do uh, deep oh, yeah. or something. And I know what you're talking about. Holy crap. Really? Really? The kid did that? Like, <laughs> it's just fantastic if you guys haven't seen that out there. Uh, Have, did, you, did you ever read The Force Unleashed? Uh, first one so i mean you played the game i assume or probably yes, zane I yeah i mean and so you remember when i think it's the first one when star killer goes to dagobah to go into the tree mm-hmm. so apparently in the book and i read an excerpt from it i still want to read that book apparently he feels because yoda's just sitting outside you know and in the game it's like oh yoda cameo awesome but like in the book star killer is like terrified because oh. he feels the power coming from the tree but he also feels yoda's immense power in the forest and he's like what is what is up with this little green dude i'm kind of paraphrasing but sure that's kind of the point but i feel like even in even though that's pre-empire strikes back and Eventually, thankfully, Yoda caves in and, you know, kind of trains Luke. But 
those years on Dagobah changed Yoda, and I feel like it, you know, he finally kind of realized, I mean, you can't, sitting in a dark for, dark side, just powerhouse, eventually, I feel like you're able to kind of reflect to a certain extent, so. Yeah. I'm having an epiphany, I think. So I still Luke, can't believe XR Coons in your top five. I'm, yeah, I just, I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. He, uh, and, uh, let me get real quick. Ah, uh, shoot. Luke Skywalker. So it just hit me walking through that. Um, Luke Skywalker in, is it the last, what's the second one? The second, the last Jedi. The last Jedi. <laughs> Whenever all the stuff, the sacred texts and all that crap, right? That's when that all burns, or is that in the? Yeah, that's in the second one. Yeah, it's in the second one. So, uh, Luke did exactly what Yoda did. He failed and he ran. Um, and then when Luke goes to Yoda, and Yoda's like, "No, I'm not training him. He's too old. Whatever, whatever, whatever." It was a fear. That led him. It wasn't. He's too old. Yoda's been training people for 900 years. He could have done it. He didn't want to. He was afraid. And then Luke was afraid. So where I thought, that's not my Luke. Maybe it is more my Luke than what I want to admit. Because he's treating Ray exactly the way that Yoda treated him. I got, I got to stop you there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Bring it, man. Look, look. All right. Andrew, you're spitting in chat. And I hope Darth Zane, you're on here. Because here's... I know you had some comments last time we were on. Nothing about, okay, you're like, I I get the point, right? And I'm a Luke sure. fanboy. There is a little bias, and I'm admitting. But so the fundamental the fundamental issue with Luke and the Last Jedi is that let me sit up. Sorry, I got to focus. You know. <laughs> All right. So he, despite everything he saves the day at the end and who knows why he dies or whatever it doesn't it states the fundamental fact luke still abandoned his family and friends and the galaxy no books in between no nothing you go watch those three films by themselves Mm -hmm. ot the guy at the end Right. If Anakin hadn't have had the injuries, right, and the fact that he had turned over to the light, and I fundamentally believe that he couldn't, he didn't have the rage to quote unquote keep him alive in the suit and those things and the injuries from the lightning and all of that. But I fundamentally believe that Luke probably got on the ship doing what he could to try and save his father. Sure. Right. And. You know, when he's talking to Leia before he goes up to uh, the Death Star, he's like, Leia's like, why? Just run. Like, we're going to win anyways. They don't know what's coming. Luke's like, I have to go do it. I have to save him and save us. The the guy in The Last Jedi, like, the point of Luke, he had all the knowledge to not make the same mistakes as the Jedi. Mm. And the Luke that we have from even the three movies and no other content in between would not abandon his family and friends. No, he wouldn't. That That, that is a fundamental like 
like dumpster fire on the character. Like you're like that doesn't make any sense. So well, this guy saves Darth Vader. Yeah. Why is he trying to? Why is he giving into a? His nephew's having bad dreams. <laughs> why is he gonna try to? You know what I mean? And then in the last movie, he's like catching the lightsaber and all this stuff and. I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. And he knows he, of course, I know at the time of the movie he didn't know, but like he trains uh, Ray knowing she's a Palpatine. Yeah. But he wouldn't give Ben the same kind of, you know what I mean? Like it just and he it, knows those parents very well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's just they're so, they're, I've. Again, it's just a fundamental like fork in the road from where the character was at the end of Return of the Jedi. And then you see stuff in the comics and you're like, oh my gosh, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like he's just, he, and I don't really believe that he would do the whole no relationships and attachments and those type yeah. of things. And that still remain to be seen, I guess, with what they're doing right now. But no, I, I, I don't think that's our Luke from from the films. But I was trying, man. I was trying to make nah, some connections, and, and nah. it was a bit of a stretch. I know. No, nah, and I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but no, nah, I, I just, I, I don't think that that was ever something that Luke Skywalker would do. Would abandon his friends and friends and family. And another topic we can always talk about this in another episode. The one issue I have with the current shows, and I had an issue with it in um, episode nine at the start of the film, um, and I know it's in a book and it kind of explains, but can we talk about how, like, in another episode, of course, how Anakin just lets Ben fall, lets Luke, like, lets Palpatine, like, Anakin knows about X school and those type of things. Like Palpatine tells Kylo at the start of episode nine, I've been every voice inside your head. So Anakin, the chosen one. And from what I understand in the Ahsoka show, he has achieved full balance. He is the quote unquote Mortis God essentially is what they're kind of insinuating. Could be wrong, but he so. knows Ben's being influenced by the dark side. And he just lets him lets Palpatine influence him I, it it makes me oh, feel like okay sorry i got confused luke you mean luke luke no. knows ben is being influenced by palpatine is that what you're no, saying no like anakin anakin, anakin, anakin in, spirit anakin yeah spirit anakin gotcha, knows gotcha. Okay. knows that ben is being influenced by the dark side has all not and because it's what like why is he doing he's on the I can't remember the the planet with the with the whales where Ahsoka's at now. Sorry, spoilers, but uh, Mortis. No, not yeah, Mortis. yeah, no, Mortis. yeah. But like he's watching her. But when Luke's building the Jedi Academy, there's a new Skywalker heir that's falling victim, being influenced by quote unquote Palpatine. If you follow the last film, why? Like Anakin just doesn't care about his family anymore. It doesn't make any sense. That's, Maybe it's some of those things where things have to happen so other things can happen. 
I guess it's true. It just Which like he would be able to see, especially in the world between, right? Because now that they've yeah. added that, he potentially has the ability to super float through everything. Then maybe yeah, that's going to be explained too. Yeah, it cut like with what they're doing right now. I mean, I'll always take more Anakin content, and I want. I love that they're doing all they can to make things make sense because there's nothing better than when stuff makes sense. But <laughs> it just that's always weird with what they're doing now. But um, that's a another topic for another day. <laughs> Tony, I, I got like I got like four episodes idea. I'm telling you, I could just go on all day. So uh, while we're talking about episodes, uh, next week is I got to look at the calendar. Uh, the 19th. Uh, the 26th, I don't know if we will or will not, but I think we will the 19th. That's uh, next week. We'll, I think we're going to crack open and we're going to talk about Anakin, but we're going to be very specific what part and timeline piece of Anakin we're going to talk about because I don't want to go crazy on one show and we touch on 18 different things. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try I was tell I was telling my wife I was like I'm gonna ask him I was I was meant to get to it in the pre-show or after but I was like when are we gonna when are we, when are we gonna talk about so our- this will be our twentieth show so okay. I thought why not celebrate the twentieth show with little Anakin so or are they the same person um <laughs> in the end Anakin is the chosen one he's yeah, the one sure. that can do it both That's sure. He was offered the position, right? And he turned it down, and now I think he's there. But that's, I can't wait to see how they how they do all that. Did he really turn it down, though? Mm. I think maybe he said, hold on, I'll be back. <laughs> let me go. Hey, let, me close, let me put in my two weeks over here. <laughs> hey, it's, it's kind of like you said. I mean, maybe, I mean, the force knows all in the wills. I, I don't know if that, I don't know oh. if they're, I don't know if that's a thing they're still doing. I know that was an idea George was doing, but. Maybe it's kind of a thing that the force knew was going to happen, and yeah, um, I mean, truthfully, some of the greatest Jedi we've ever seen have fallen to the dark side at one point. What were we just talking about? Do you think you could handle that amount of power? I just no, you I'm know, not, I'm not holier now. Like I know, I know, like. <laughs> Yeah, no. no way. I agree. Ten out of ten. That's why I think Obi Wan is a top. Probably we were talking about tears earlier. Mm-hmm. Would be another good episode too that I would love to get in because I got to fight. I got to figure out where XR Coons in your list because there's just a lot of other shit I'm thinking about. But yeah, he's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. We said, well, he he killed uh, what's his name too. Uh, the spirit of uh, Rita Nad. Uh, Yes. Yes, yeah. I was about to say Narshada. No, that's a that's a planet. Yes, thank you. Uh, he destroyed his his life force. Like I, the guy is amazing. I mean, he's he's no Vader. Okay, he's no he's no Vader. He's no Revan. But I mean, he's up there, man. He's up. He's there. good. I know I missed the Revan episode, but I would love if we ever circled back on him because I think he's probably one of the greatest. Probably, if not. The greatest force wielder of all time in terms of his light and dark kind of achieving what I would consider to a certain point at one time, maybe full balance. So, yeah, and let's, but again, let's not forget uh, the dual lightsaber. I mean, thank you, Xarkin. 
<laughs> so we can wrap up him. Uh, we kind of got off topic a little like we always do, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the guy, he, what makes him special, I think is the duration, right? It took so long. Uh, <laughs> That's fantastic, David. Uh, did I think you you're. That? Yeah, I think you're, and I know uh, the viewers don't have it, but I think in your outline, I think the Oppenheimer comparison to oh, XR yeah. I think that's a great one in terms of what you had kind of just said, like the overall lasting impact that his quest for knowledge yes. had, I think is kind of similar to Oppenheimer's overall. And I haven't seen the Christopher Nolan film and I really want to, but um, I think Pretty overall, good. I think that's a, that's probably one of the best comparisons I think we can draw to re real world times and, you know, in terms of, what is the price of knowledge? Forbidden knowledge with, yeah, for, with for, bunnies, right? Yeah, for, forbidden knowledge. But you know what I mean? Like, what, what is the price of, you know, goals? And the, like, I feel like the Sith don't ever realize, they don't know what the end goal is. They just want more and more and more. And they think they're doing it for a good cause, kind of like, what Andrew said earlier, kind of like what the Jedi think they're doing is for a good cause. Mm -hmm. Like Oppen like what Oppenheimer thought he was doing is a good cause. And every person that does great or impactful things, right, thinks they're doing it for a good reason. Mm -hmm. But it's like at what cost? Like what, like your life, others' lives, future lives. Um, well, so uh, the Oppenheimer is a, I'm glad you you brought that up, and we can we can work that in and, and close out. But um, you know, I used him, and I used uh, Napoleon. I just saw the Napoleon movie. How was um, it? It was it was okay. Um, it, Is Joaquin it, Phoenix who plays Napoleon? Yeah, it was okay. Uh, you know, there was no accent. It was just Joaquin Phoenix, like at community theater. I guess <laughs> it wasn't that wasn't what? that great. Uh, the cinematography was great. The action sequences were great. The battles were great. Know, that kind of stuff um and what 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 i determined was you know initially uh started out as as a wholesome quest right um but ultimately power corrupted and and the amount of power that napoleon wielded uh you know be, from being exiled being brought back and then being exiled <laughs> like he just he just kept coming back um Sarkoon kept coming back but it but for napoleon it was more that power that he was able to get and with Oppenheimer, I really felt like he he knew what he was doing. He knew the outcomes. He knew how many people would die. He he knew all these things and still did it. Um, he had to struggle with that. I think later in his life, or maybe he didn't. Um, we're led to believe that it was something that he had a oh yeah a four hour cut because I bare I had to I drank too much soda. We'll just say that I couldn't barely. <laughs> I had to leave in the middle of it. Um, it was it's like three hours and fifteen or three twenty something crazy. It's a long movie, uh, really good though. Uh, but but you know how do you how do you balance that? And and I don't think there's a there's an answer. It, it ultimately one side or the other is going to win. Uh, and in the case of Exar Kun, his best bud, name escapes me. 
was by his side whenever Exarchum became Dark Lord of the Sith or Darth Lord, Dark Lord of the Sith and uh, became his apprentice and then was uh, lost his force capabilities and went back to the Jedi Order and betrayed him. Um, so, I mean, that even even when your friends and everybody leaves you and you still you still got to keep going and i think ultimately when we look at those uh bits in people's lives like oppenheimer or napoleon they were lonely people when they died they went for that quest to power and ultimately paid probably one of the greatest sacrifices and luke i get it would not he would have given everything for his friends just yeah. like he did every other time prior. And that's where I think there's a there's a difference in, in Luke and how he was portrayed, what we've been talking about with XR Kuhn. And ultimately that's why XR Kuhn failed. Um to he because his pupils believed in him. Uh I don't know that I've ever had a teacher, maybe one or two that I fully believed in, in the way that his, his students did. And you're right. That doesn't, that doesn't work with what happened with Ben at all. The Exarchoon story, but that, that story is uh legends, right? So well, <laughs> gotta be careful there. Who, who did we talk about a few weeks ago where it was kind of like the same kind of had a similar situation students uh, trying to think of was it uh darth crate with uh yes crate yes yes, yes. kind of kind of the similar thing like i eat every i think what the jedi got right is that or kind of how i read into it is that the jedi a master and apprentice were like a master was as strong as his apprentice could be. Right. Like I think Obi-Wan recognized that Anakin made him better. And yeah. I think that in the Sith's quest for power that like in X Harkoon situation, having loyal followers only enhances your overall power and influence. And mm -hmm. um and that can be said for any team, honestly. You're only as strong as your weakest link, right? <laughs> Yep. That's why you always got to cut 20. No, 20% 20 cut rule. No, no, we're not going to do that. Um, I'd be cut off the show. So, <laughs> so, oh, we got Zane. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, but no, you're right. The one Sith Order, way more powerful, efficient, proficient. And uh, XR Kuhn had very similar uh, approach that we can do. We can do this together. Uh, and those are the ones that come the closest or do rain for a while. Um, so circling back to twas the night before Yavin for, um, and where all this started and why I wanted to talk about Exar Kuhn comes back to the awakening, right? He had to have known that something was there and I'm hoping they're going to dive into some canonizing more of him. Um, because of the movies being on Yavin for, his temple being on Yavin 4, there's a lot of dark side on Yavin 4, so much to explore on Yavin 4. So let's hope that maybe next year at this time we'll be talking about 
was the night before Yavin 4, and we have some new content about all of that. Well, there's, I mean, there's good, there's good content, you know, with, um, like you said, Yavin 4, I mean, maybe with the Ray movie, I don't know what's still oh, going on good. with that, but maybe, you know, she establishes her base or her temple or whatever on Jet, on Yavin 4, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's, there's a lot of content that they can, um, use despite what Lucasfilm leadership wants to say. And I think that there's great ways that they can tie in beloved, established, well-developed characters in a way um, and do their own spin on it, you know, even though you'll never be able to be as good as a book or maybe even a comic per se. But, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas they can explore. And like you, I mean, I want them to do whatever they can to keep giving us more good Star Wars content because there's nothing better than when Star Wars is good. And we just hope that the savior in the cowboy hat does everything the way that he needs to do it and not the way he's being told to do it. So he is our chosen one, I think, right now. So we'll 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 ride that horse though till it can't run anymore. Come on, Dave Filoni. Well, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is is he has a passion for this stuff. He ha- has a love, and he feels a sense of responsibility to continue what. You know, I mean, they call Lucas the master and Filoni sure. the apprentice, and you know, I think when we have a lot of passion behind the projects, just like passion in anything. We have, if we have passionate people in forms of leadership that actually care about the content and not just turning it into a profitable entity, I feel like it's better overall. You know, I mean, the only reason we have this great um, IP is because you know they thought that Star Wars was going to fail, and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll release your movie, but you essentially get all the toy rights and rights to make the second film yeah and it's a smash hit that no one's ever seen before and then they're like oh man we have star wars i think it was like <laughs> what was it 20th century fox or whatever yeah i, I can't remember and then and then they're like uh wait this is his stuff actually Whoops. so you know it's i think if we can get more passionate people in forms of leadership and not just people that think they understand analytics and what the fan base wants the fan base can feel your your passion and your love for a project that you put out, you know. Absolutely. Um, no matter what they want to say or that we can or can't not. So Absolutely. Well, thank you, Cam. This was uh whew, again, it's like, man, it's just us two. Are we gonna be able to carry this one? Oh yeah, we carried it. Good job. Oh, I've been I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I look forward to this every so, Tuesday. What was it that you said? Hold on, I gotta I gotta say it in the voice too. Where is it? Uh uh, I said, uh, hey, it's, it looks like it's just going to be just you and I tonight. And he said, uh, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tried to send you the Dooku uh, gift, but like every time I copied it from Apple, like I sent it to my wife, copy and paste it, try to put it in Facebook <laughs> oh, Messenger, my like app just crashed. And I was like, what? Because I kept trying to do it. And I was like, I guess they didn't want me to send it. So <laughs> Twice the pride, double the full. Oh, Dooku, you are the best. Me and uh, me and Josiah uh, showed our buddy the Fellowship of the Ring. He'd never seen Lord of the Rings before. 
I just think um, uh, was Christopher Lee, right? Yes. Yeah, he he's just unlike one of the coolest dudes of all time, and just has plays a villain like nobody else ever Absolutely. probably is. Agreed. Uh, William, thank you for popping on the geek. That was the uh, geek gauntlet. Do, do, do. Uh, they are on Saturday. William will be tomorrow live with us as uh, one, of, one of the Geek Gauntlet hosts. Everyone on the Geek Gauntlet has their own little corner, whether it's anime or DC or MCU or what have you. Oh, what, what the heck was this? I don't know what that was, Andrew. I, I missed that. And I don't know how I clicked that. Sorry. I missed that. Uh I don't, I don't remember what that was referring to. Anyhow, uh, we'll have the show tomorrow. So uh, Darth Zane will be on and uh, from Cantini Happy Hour and MCU Mondays and everyone else all over GNN will be on tomorrow night, 8.30, right here on uh, GNN on YouTube. And next week, we will have a show that we will start to talk about Lord Vader. Let's go, man. Wait. Let's, let's go. So, like, yeah, let's get a whole big crowd of like eight people at once. Would be awesome. And, oh, and I'm, letting, I'm, letting, I'm letting everybody I know to tune in. I'm, I'm so excited. Heck yeah! Uh, I I might try to bring on a specialist. Uh, who knows? And uh, we'll have some some quad talking, some some five talking. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a great show. This was a great show, Cam. I really appreciate you being here again. Oh, thanks for having me. I I love being here. Absolutely. No. Now you got me hyped for next Tuesday. I don't know how I don't know how I'm gonna be able to make it till then. I'll, I'll try I'll, to get you the outline like before the day of. How's that? That'll no, it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm ready. All right. All right, everyone. Uh thanks for watching. And remember, kids, peace is alive. There's only passion. Good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>